0: Taking a move that I make, I give it everything I got, cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break, the heart of the brave, the soul of a legend with the will to be paid. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Two things are going on here, tonight, today, the NBA draft is coming up and there's a whole bunch of trouble in the world of sports, pop culture and entertainment, and politics, every damn body's got legal issues. Except me, this is Stephen A. Smith Show, coming your way, now. What's up everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Stephen A. Smith show coming at you as I love to do at the very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Love being with you. I'm going to be in a rush today, okay? I'm going to be in a rush because I got an NBA draft rehearsal to go to, okay? I got stuff to do because the draft is tomorrow night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, the NBA draft, and there's some guys to get into, and I got a lot of stuff to really, really rehearse and get going with that because I'm going to be on ABC Thursday night, ABC live television. Okay. Make sure to check your boy out. By the way, I'm here right now in studio. Thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. Fandu is the official sports betting company of the Stephen A. Smith show. Just to get a couple of things out of the way about the NBA draft. Let me tell you one of the things that I'm very, very happy about, ladies and gentlemen. I'm incredibly happy about the fact that after tomorrow night, I no longer get to hear about Victor Wembanyama, this 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 seven foot five dude from France that's tearing up the world. Everybody's been talking about him. LeBron James has commented about him. Yana said that the Kumpo has commented about him, along with everybody else. Listen, I mean, we're sitting and seeing tapes of him th- missing shots and following up with dunks, and we're saying, "Wow, we've never seen anybody like this." He's seven five. He's seven five. He's a foot taller than everybody's been going against. So I'm not getting caught up in that. I'm not trying to imply he's going to be a scrub or anything like that. I hope he's not. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I don't suspect he's going to be a bust. I believe in a kid. Let's see what he does. When you're that frail, thin, I think Sean Bradley. I think Minute Bowl. I think this. This. I, I, listen, there's a whole bunch of people. That are very, very skinny. And the one person that I see that has been the exception to the rule is Kevin Durant, by the way, who's had some injuries in recent years, okay? When you're that thin and you're going up against the big boys in the National Basketball Association, it's a different animal. So I got to see this guy go against NBA competition. I respect him. I wish him nothing but the best. Seems like a great kid. I'm happy he landed in San Antonio because guys like Boris Diaw and Tony Parker used to play for the San Antonio Spurs that won championships with the Spurs. The bottom line is they've got that French connection. They He's in a good situation. And I wish him nothing but the best. He's not, to me, he's not the guy that I'm looking for. We all know he's going number one. It's three guys I've got my eyes on. Three. Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Okay. Scoot Henderson. Okay. With the G League. And this kid, Eamon Thompson. Eamon Thompson. Those are the three dudes that I'm looking at. They're projected to go two, three, or four between Charlotte, Portland, and Houston. We'll see what happens. That's what I'm looking at. These are special brothers right here. I'm talking talent. And Scoot Henderson, I I I just got a feeling about him. I just got a feeling about him. And by the way, if you're Portland and you're in a position to grab him, you might be willing to move Damian Lillard because you got him. You might be willing to do that. So these are the kind of things that I'm thinking about. These are the kind of things I'm paying attention to. And that, to me, is what I'm most interested in when it comes to the draft. Period. I'm not getting caught up in picks 5 through 30. I mean, I will be for ABC. But I ain't getting caught up for that for this podcast. I'm going to tell you who I'm caught up with right now. It's Zion Williamson. And it ain't because of basketball. Uh, Y'all heard about this girl, Mariah Mills, right? Y'all heard about all this drama with this adult film star, right? Now, somebody's going to have to explain to me how this has become such a traumatic situation because evidently she's very, very upset that Zion Williamson, okay, has been getting his groove on with somebody else, even though Part of how she makes her living is getting her groove on with others. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, I really, really don't. I'm sorry. I'm not casting any Spurs. Don't know her. Don't want to know her. I don't, I'm not disrespecting her in any way. But how you making all this noise about a guy messing with somebody else when you mess with others for a living? For a living, at least in part, I, I somebody's gonna have to explain that to me. Really, seriously. But the reason why Zion Williamson is relevant on draft night is because you've got people speculating that he could end up being traded. Now, I was joking around weeks ago. I really, really was. I was just having fun, and I was making the point that listen, what w- what the hell's going on here? No wonder you've got no wonder you've got some leg injuries you can't overcome. Because if you're getting your freak on, like purportedly Zion Williamson has been doing, I I need to see you on the court. I need to see you on the court. Now, for those that sat up there and said, oh, Stephen A, Stephen A's hilarious, Stephen A's funny, I get where you're coming from, but you're saying, what does that have to do with his legs? Let me tell you on a serious note what it has to do with your legs, without getting too specific. I'm a boxing fan. And... One of my favorite fighters of all time is Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Arguably the greatest undisputed middleweight boxing champion in history. Is that a problem, Jay? Is that a problem with me saying that about Marvelous Marvin Hagler? It better not be. Let me tell y'all something. Marvelous Marvin Hagler was special. If you do your history on him, he went away into the mountains before every fight. And I believe that he once spoke about how he did not engage in sexual activity for weeks at a time leading up to a fight. Now, there were a plethora of reasons as to why that is, because you want your mind right. You want your mind right. I've got a lady, one of my producers here, asked him, well, you, know, you got your mind right. You got get your mind right. The other side to it is that, dare I say, you do expend energy when you're engaging in sexual intercourse. And it can deprive you of some of the spryness, some of the energy that you may need, particularly if you are an athlete competing against the greatest elite basketball athletes on the planet, which the NBA presumably has. So if you're Zion Williamson, my issue with him is that he only played, you know, he missed like 21 games in year one, only played 21, 24 games in year two, missed year three, and only played 29 games last year. I mean, damn. So I was joking about, you know, I mean what's up with the legs, my brother? No wonder you can't get healthy. But I was joking around and just having fun with the fact that he got himself caught up in the news. Under no circumstances was I being serious when it came to this perception that he did something wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a young man. Let me make sure that I have this correct, because I want to make sure that I have All my facts in order when I'm talking about Zion Williamson right here in regards to his age and this situation that he finds himself in. Zion Williamson, like I said, played 24 games in year one, missed 21 games in year two, okay? Year three, he missed the entire season. Last season, he only played 29 games. He's missed about 64% of his games. The outside of that, that's it. You want to lament something, lament that. Because when he's on the court, he's a man child, averaging 26, 27 a game on 60% shooting. He's just a man child. He's a, he's, a, he's a monster in the paint. You can't stop him, he's too powerful. Why are we talking about anything else other than that? Why are we looking at Zion Williamson and acting like he's a criminal? Zion Williamson is 22 years old. He is not married, he is single. In this country, country, when you're single and unmarried, it's not frowned upon if you decide that you don't want to be a one-woman man or a one-man woman. In this country, you can do what you want to do so long as it's legal. And above board. In this country. You usually are not finding yourself in a position where you're being excoriated. For having sex with someone else. By somebody who's an adult film star. That's not what happens in this country. By the way, I get that. Delivery This Country from Jack Nicholson and, you know, in the movie The Departed with him, Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon. You got to see it if you haven't. I love that movie. In this country! I love that scene. My point is, this woman, Mariah Mills, is going off tweeting up a storm. She's tweeted out insults, DMs, explicit descriptions of sex acts, you know, and more on Zion Williamson since she found out he's having a child with another woman. On Monday, this woman actually threatened to release a homemade adult tape of herself and Williamson saying, quote, NBA, I have sex tapes of me and Zion Williamson and he also has them on his trap phone. She later wrote, Trade him now. He doesn't deserve to be in New Orleans. Sex tape's dropping soon. Why would he not deserve to be in New Orleans? Do we have a bunch of monks running around in New Orleans? Is the Pope residing there and somebody forgot to tell us? Why would that be cause to pause? Why would that be a reason to trade Zion Williamson? Mariah Mills, what is wrong with you? Respectfully, seriously, what's wrong with you? First of all, why are you publicizing stuff like that? Why are you publicizing his business like that? Your business like that? Well, maybe I can't get on you for that because it's part of what you say you do. I'm not judging. I'm just saying it's part of what you say you do. But he doesn't do that. He plays basketball for a living. He hooked up with you in private, allegedly, supposedly. And because he's with somebody else... You going to go through all of this? No wonder Twitter banned her. And I'm quite sure if she tries to do something like that, a whole bunch of others will ban her as well, and rightfully so. But getting back to the basketball, let me be clear, because all joking aside, Zion Williamson is not to be judged. He is a single man. He is not married. And if he decided that that's what he wanted to do, that is perfectly within his right. That's number one. Number two, even if you did release a sex tape and you did all of this unnecessary trifling stuff, Mariah, the fact is that shouldn't be something that's going to get him traded. If I'm an executive or if I'm an owner, at the end of the day, what she is suggesting is that one of the great young basketball players in this game should be traded Because he had sex with somebody else other than her. Really? Is that what we're doing? That is utterly ridiculous. And for those of you out there who are going to be inclined to jump all over Zion Williamson, shut the hell up. Stop it. Stop it right now. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. Now, I'm not going to be his daddy up there preaching at one of his foundation uh, 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 events bringing attention to it unnecessarily, acting like people in the streets are excoriating him. They're not. This trading deadline that's taking place, I'm sorry, this trading the NBA draft night that's taking place tonight, if Zion Williamson ends up getting traded, he's going to be traded because he's missing games. And you don't believe you can rely upon him to be disciplined enough to show up professionally and not miss games. That is the only reason. There is no other reason to trade Zion Williamson. There is no other reason to trade him. He is great. He is box office when he's on the court. And if the New Orleans Pelicans could get the number two overall pick and get their hands on a Brandon Miller, a Scoot Henderson, and Eamon Thompson, because those are the three projected picks after Wimbiana, that's one thing. It better damn sure not be because of some nonsense like this. With all due respect, forgive me for speaking on behalf of most human beings, if not most American citizens. An adult film star doesn't get to lose it because you stepped out and hooked up with somebody else. Because this much is safe to say. In all likelihood, Zion Williamson, even an elite professional basketball player, that he is with loads of people who'd want to hook up with him. Chances are he didn't step out more than she did. I think that's safe to say. I think that's safe to say. Make sure to like and follow the video and make sure to subscribe to the Stephen A. Smith channel for updates. By the way, Zion Williamson doesn't have legal issues. This is not a legal matter. There's a whole bunch of other people that had that problem. I'll get into that in a minute. Stick around. You're listening to The Stephen A. Smith Show. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push
1: it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high?
0: Welcome back to the Stephen A. Smith Show. Coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as I love to do. Please make sure to like and follow the video and make sure to subscribe to the Stephen A. Smith channel for all updates. Um, Before I get into the stuff that I wanted to get into, I wanted to make sure uh, that I closed by saying this in regards uh, to Zion Williamson. I'm going to remind everybody This is not a legal issue. This is a scorned lover who is supposed to be an adult film star who is a scorned lover trying to bring down a 22-year-old because evidently he has a preference for someone other than her. And for folks that try to make it out to be more than that, I would like to remind you, USA Today We've got Kamora Lee, uh, Russell Simmons, ex-wife, talking about, you know, how abuse allegations can tear someone apart. Um, We've got a situation where Miami Dolphins elite wide receiver, um, Tyreek Hill, is being investigated by police. Um, because of some allegations that are involving him. I mean, I'm just looking at this right now. For assault and battery, that's what he's under investigation for. That's what we're hearing. I mean, the list just goes on and on here. And I'm just looking, I'm just, I'm just literally looking on the wires. I'm looking at, I'm just literally looking at this kind of stuff. I'm seeing people being accused of allegations. I'm going to talk about a little bit later how a coach, was fired because he was screwing around with one of the players behind his wife's back who happened to be the head coach. But we're talking about a 22-year-old that's single. And of course, the lead story, if you're paying attention to what's trending, is the son of the president of the United States, Hunter Biden, pleading in guilty guilty. Uh, president's son reaches a plea deal to resolve his tax issues, and of course, a gun charge. It's all over the place. And what do they say? Hunter Biden said of President Joe Biden has agreed to plead guilty to a pair of tax-related misdemeanors and enter into a pretrial diversion agreement that would enable him to avoid prosecution on one felony gun charge, which would potentially end a years-long probe, according to court documents filed Tuesday. Hunter Biden will acknowledge his failure to pay taxes on income he received in 2017 and 2018, according to the agreement. In exchange, prosecutors will recommend probation, meaning he will likely avoid prison time. For the gun charge, he will agree to pretrial diversion with the charge being dropped if he adheres to certain terms. Usually, I'm no lawyer, but usually when you hear stuff like pretrial diversion and things of that nature Uh, If that's allowed, it's usually somebody that's acknowledging they've had some kind of drug issue or whatever the case may be. There's some type of dependency that has inebriated them and impaired their judgment. And because of that, you know, the courts uh, display a bit of leniency. For those of you out there, however, who are appalled that or who feel that, oh, my God, it's because it's the president's son and that's why this happened. Duh. Duh. You know, at some point in time, see, this is the problem. This is the stuff where I just jump off the wagon and I'm like, I'm not with y'all because they talk about folks who are rich and famous or wealthy and famous or whatever. If there are perks or advantages that come people's way, what makes you think that wouldn't be applicable to the president of the United States? Do you understand that the lead law enforcement officer in this country is appointed to and answerable to, or is appointed by rather and answerable to the president of the United States? Do you understand that the president of the United States is the chief commanding officer? Am I wrong, Ashley? Or Jay, am I missing something? I just want to make sure I'm not missing something. I just want to make sure that I'm not talking alone. I'm not talking to myself. the The commander in chief, and the person who answers to him, who is appointed by him, is the United States Attorney General. When your leading law enforcement official in the country, answers to the president, I don't think it's beyond the pale of comprehension that there's going to be some perks. Now, I understand that that's appalling to everybody. Hell, I don't like it. I'm not trying to say I like it. I'm not trying to say it's okay. I'm not trying to say you shouldn't complain about it. Just stop acting surprised. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. I'm not surprised that Hunter Biden is getting off. Basically, he's escaping jail time. I'm not surprised. Because he's the son of the president. The only thing you should be insulted by is Joe Biden telling you, I have absolutely nothing to do with this. I don't tell the Justice Department what decisions to make. I have no involvement whatsoever. Really? Here's all I would say to the president of the United States. We can guess and speculate. We can even look at your voting record and have issues here or there. The one thing that is undeniable about you, sir, that you have put on Front Street your entire life is your love for your children as a daddy and as a family man. It is undeniable. It is unequivocal. All I'm saying is I'm not even, listen, you're president of the United States and you can get somebody off for tax evasion and a gun charge, knock yourself out. He ain't kill anybody. You can get them off, get them off. That's your business. Just don't look us in the face and tell us you have nothing to do with this. You're just an innocent bystander. You're just sitting it. you're just sitting in the Oval Office doing your job every day and, and, and living your life and, You know nothing about what's going on with your son, nor do you have any input or impact whatsoever, nor any involvement. Don't spit in our face and tell us it's raining. That's all. That's my only issue. Outside of that, if the president used some level of influence and got his son off of a gun charge and a tax evasion charge, where nobody was harmed or injured, ladies and gentlemen, that's life. Get over it. I tell you what's hard to get over. It's hard to get over Donald Trump. I don't know if y'all have seen this. My God, do I have some video and some sound for y'all to see and hear? Oh my Lord. First things first, nugget of news to get out the way. District Judge Aileen Cannon has set an aggressive schedule in the initial date of August 14th for the trial of Donald Trump in regard to allegedly mishandling classified documents. But the date could very well change. This initial date puts the case on a speedy track with arguments for the trial being made by the end of July. Again, a trial date is set by the federal district judge as a placeholder initially, and the date can change drastically once it is is ordered, since parties can consult in the judge's chambers and discuss their plans and concerns on timing. Brandon L. Van Grack, a former federal prosecutor, said, quote, it signals that the court is at least trying to do everything it can to move the case along and that it's important that the case proceed quickly. Even though it's unlikely to hold, it's at least a positive signal in the sense that all parties in the public should want this case to proceed as quickly as possible. It is speculated that Trump may seek to delay the trial since he still doesn't have a full legal team after a number of his attorneys resigned. But if the date does stand, the first Republican presidential debate of the 2024 election cycle will be held August 23rd, a mere week after the trial starts. Well, first of all, it's a couple of things. Number one, who's to say that Trump is going to show up? Because since he's been arrested and indicted on these charges, his numbers have gone up. He's created greater separation between himself and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, not to mention Governor Chris Christie, Nikki Healey, um, uh, uh, you know, and others. Tim Scott. The list goes on and on. Let's get that out the way. That's number one. <clears throat> number two. I want to state for the record, I think one of the greatest embarrassments in our country transpired over a few days ago. When former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, along with others, are being asked by the Republican National Convention, RNC, And others to pledge their support of any Republican candidate who wins the primary, even if it's Donald Trump, even if he's in jail, is a disgrace. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a convicted felon in the United States of America, you no longer have a right to vote. Am I right about that? You no longer have a right to vote. So you don't have a right to vote if you end up being a convicted felon, but you should still be allowed to run for the presidency of the United States of America. Essentially, what the RNC is asking every candidate to commit to is that even if Donald Trump is convicted of these crimes he is alleged to have committed with classified documents amongst other things. And he is behind bars in a zebra suit. This brother would be able to debate Joe Biden from jail. This man would would be the commander-in-chief. People would actually vote for him and support him to run the country from prison. So as a convicted felon, you ain't allowed to vote. Oh, you're surrounded by those in prison who also wouldn't be allowed to vote. But you can run the country. You have any idea how embarrassing and disgraceful that is? What in God's name is the matter with this country? If you can condone and okay something that idiotic. Forget the fact that it's not practical and it's not going to happen. Because I don't believe for one second that would ever happen. That's not the point. How the hell do you have laws on the books that would allow for it to happen? Where somebody literally can run for and win an election from prison. It's just embarrassing. Having said that, though, there's an entertaining element that comes with all of that. And it was provided courtesy of Brett Baer of Fox News, who interviewed Donald Trump over the last, the previous two days. Monday and Tuesday, it aired, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Fox News Channel, for a vast majority of the hour. And I'll give Donald Trump this. See, this is why he's so far ahead of everybody else. Damn it. It's, it's, it's incredulous to watch. I can't say fun because some of it is so pathetically sad. It's not funny at all. But my God, you do find yourself transfixed to the TV. Listen to the idiocy coming out of this man's mouth. It's very, very alarming. Donald Trump looks unraveled. And I'm not talking about his hair. I'm not talking about the orange tone of his skin. I'm not going there. I'm talking about the words coming out this man's mouth. I got three sound bites for y'all. Y'all gotta listen to this. You gotta watch this. I mean, it's epic. It's epic. Listen to Donald Trump being asked by Brett Baer and then responding to questions about the 2020 election. He swears up and down was rigged. You you can't miss this, ladies and gentlemen. You can't miss this. Listen to this.
1: You take a look at Truth to Vote, where they have people stuffing the ballot boxes on tapes. Or Mr. President, let's go that to was recent. Well, it. wait a minute. Let's go to recent. FBI Twitter. Let's go to recent. The 51 agents, all corrupt stuff, Brett. Understand about the under Biden, well, no, but all that's cheating fair on election. But, but that's cheating on the election. You lost the 2020 election, uh, Brett. Uh, you take a look at all of the stuffed ballots. You take a look at all of the things, including things like the 51 intelligence there were, there agents. There were recounts in all of the. Swing states there was not significant widespread we're trying fraud. to get recounts real recounts there not just numbers of votes widespread votes
2: corruption there was not a sense of that there were lawsuits more than 50 of them by your lawyers some in front of are judges judges that you appointed look at Wisconsin that came out with Wisconsin no evidence.
1: Is Wisconsin has practically admitted it was rigged other states are doing the same
2: right now and it's continuing it was a of every direction. potential case of voter fraud in six battleground states and they found fewer than 400 Seventy-five cases. You know why? Because they didn't effective. look at the right things. Okay. Are you going they to were be counting? B- they were counting ballots,
1: not the authenticity of the ballot. The ballots were fake ballots.
0: My God, ladies and gentlemen, forget the election. Forget the fact that he feels he, or he's trying to pretend that he feels, the election was rigged. Listen to Brett Baer. 50 lawsuits were brought by your lawyers. They were dropped by your appointed judges. They didn't look. They didn't look in the right place. They didn't count them correctly. Delusional. Delusional. I mean, just listen to what he's saying. But here's the thing. That was just a tease. It's nothing compared to the next stuff that I got to show you. Same interview. This is Fox News, y'all. This ain't CNN. This ain't this ain't MSNBC. This is Fox News, who turned Trump's campaign into an infomercial, you know, in 2016, promoting everything about him. This is what we saw. And this is the network. he this is the network interviewing him. By the way, Brett Bear is exceptional, by the way. He's one of the best. Say what you want about him. Say what you want about the network. Those are individuals you can handpick and nitpick about. Can't say that about Brett Bear. Can't say it at all. Highly professional and incredibly neutral in his reporting. I've been watching it for years. Can't say that about him. And boy, did he put it on display. Listen to this with Brett Bear and Donald Trump in regards. To the documents he took from the White House to Mar-a-Lago, I to you to get them, which bag. they've never done
1: before. But right. so why fans, not just hand them over then? Because I had boxes. I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Narayette. yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but according to the indictment,
2: you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you
1: hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things. Uh, Golf shirts, clothing, pants, shoes. There were many things.
0: Did y'all hear that? Part of the case against him is that he had files. And y'all have seen the video of the boxes. They're files. Okay. And in those files, it's alleged. Some of the contents are alleged to be national security of, of national security. interest. You see those files right there, y'all? See those files right there? Those are files that touch on national security and other issues. Donald Trump said in those boxes, I have shoes, I have golf shirts and pants. Are you looking at those boxes? They're files. He's talking about shirts and shoes and pants. You can't make this up. But my favorite part of this interview was when Donald Trump had to defend himself against ripping his own candidate. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, he hires the best people. He's going to hire a first-class staff and, and, and will have a great administrative staff. They will know what they're doing. He's, high, he's gonna hire the best of the best of the best. Remember that? Listen to Brett Bear. Pick this apart. It's, it's epic. It's epic when you consider how braggadocious Donald Trump has been over the years about who he'd pick. Listen to this.
2: Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr, uh, says you shouldn't be president again. Uh calls you a consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second Defense Secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House Chief of Staff John Kelly weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney a born loser. You called your first Secretary of State Rex Tillerson dumb as a rock, and your first Defense Secretary James Mattis the world's most overrated general. You called your White House Press Secretary Kayla Kennedy milk toast, and multiple times you've referred to your Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, as Mitch McConnell's China-loving wife.
0: His secretary of transportation, he's insulted who happened to be the wife of the Senate majority leader at the time. He insulted his press secretary, both chief of staffs that he had, his defense secretary, his secretary of state, his vice president, Did you hear that list? I just gave you a few of them. Everybody that he said he chose, initially telling everybody he would pick the best and they would be the most brilliant staff, et cetera, et cetera. He's called them dumb, ineffective, soft, et cetera. Ladies and gentlemen, don't get no better than that. It doesn't get any more obvious than that. And without saying a word, because he's a consummate professional, Brett Baer indicated what we've all suspected for quite a long time. Even Fox News. And most of the Republican Party. Knows. This man, Donald Trump, has to go. He's not good for them. He's not good for the party. He's good for the mega Republicans, that, that that cult following that he has. And that's about it. And he is just lost. They need a new candidate. That's what you walk away from looking at that interview. It doesn't get much better than what Brett Baird did to that man. Looked him dead in his face. And didn't argue and push back and fight with him and all this stuff. Let him speak. Tried to interrupt him. But ultimately, threw his own facts right back in his face. And then ended the interview by asking, was this fair, sir? And Trump said, there's a couple of questions that I could have done without, but it it was fair. My God. God help us all back with the last segment in a minute you're listening to the Stephen A Smith show don't go anywhere this is the moment of a lifetime uh-huh. the clock's ticking like my lifeline until i flatline i push it to the red line who gonna stop me high who gonna stop me high welcome back i wanted to end this on a note. Um, I started off the show talking about Zion Williamson because he's 22 years of age and he is single. And in light of the fact that some of it is comical because the person going after him for stepping out on them happens to be an adult film star who steps out for a living. Um, <clears throat> I shouldn't say step out for a living. I mean, you know stepping out in some people's eyes lying about it. She's honest. She's on film. You can see it for yourself. But I wanted to throw a serious twist to it because I want us to put things in perspective and I wanted us to end today's show with perspective. And I thought the best way to do that was by bringing to your attention a bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin, State University. It's an assistant bowling coach by the name of Steve Lempke. Mr. Lemke was an assistant coach working under his wife, Amber, who's the head coach. Well, he had to resign rather than be fired after the university discovered he had an affair with a student athlete. Again, he's married to the head coach now. Helped the program the two national titles and the two second place finishes. Was a volunteer assistant until September of 2019 when he was officially hired as an assistant coach. He defended his actions and said the relationship was consensual. But it has been amplified due to the magnitude now because of the National Championship Caliber program. Quotes from Steve Lemke on his behavior. I knew it was kind of a no-no. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a married man. This is a married man. Ashley, you hear me, right? I have a lady, one of my producers here. name is Ashley, lovely lady. Okay, my man Jay's right over there. A couple of my producers are not in attendance right now. But I just want to be clear because I want to make sure I'm covered now. I want to make sure I'm covered. I knew it was kind of a no-no. But there's not a rule saying it can't happen. This is a grown man, 38 years old. This is what he says. There's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code, like we frown upon it. But there's no law broken. On being caught from a text message. Quote, it was just about how amazing I am Basically, in general perspective. I'm going to repeat that quote, y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna repeat that quote. 38-year-old married man. It was just about how amazing I am, basically, in general perspective. Amber saw that and questioned me. And I got to the point where it just built up so much that I basically told her the truth about she, after she dug through my phone. Amber Lemke will return as head coach, the athlete. Steve Lempke had an affair with, has no eligibility, and will not return to the team. Oh, so that last sentence is important. It wasn't just a student athlete. It was somebody that was on the team. So essentially, the coach was screwing around behind his wife's back with one of their own players. And you heard what he had to say. No rule, no laws were broken. I guess I thought it was kind of a no-no, but hey. But people are tripping over Zion Williamson, 22 and single. And his critic, who's excoriating him, is an adult film star who does what he allegedly did for a living, even though pregnancy is not involved. But this married man, 38 years of age, Working as an assistant under his wife, who's the head coach, is screwing around with one of their players. Perspective, ladies and gentlemen. Saul, perspective. Hope you enjoyed the show. I certainly did. I'll see you Friday. Until then, peace and love, for everybody. I got to head over for rehearsals getting set for the NBA draft tomorrow night. Again, I'll see you Friday. Make sure to like and follow the video. Make sure to subscribe to the Stephen A. Smith channel for all your updates. Really, really appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love and support. See you in a couple of days. Later. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcast.